It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey guys, a little special edition here. We'll probably do this every week or every Saturday moving forward, but after the game basketball on ESPN 106.7, Charlie Five and myself are live from Baumhauer's. It's broadcast every Saturday, immediately after the Auburn basketball game, live from Baumhauer's Victory Grill off of Bent Creek in Auburn. Let's jump into it. Yes. Yes. You're listening to After the Game Basketball Edition. Zach Blackerby, Kyle Rush here with you. Broadcasting live from Baumhauer's Victory Grill off of Bent Creek um, in Auburn. And the Auburn Tigers defeating the Yale Bulldogs. 86 to 64, which is uh, exciting. We were talking about it earlier. The, the magic number was 14. Auburn obliterated that. But um, the Tigers look good in this one from start to finish. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Got in there early, took down the nerds quick. Uh, I think we had like six blocks out of their first 10 or 11 shots. Uh, just out physical them early and uh, jumped on them quick and they couldn't they couldn't really respond right right who do you think was kind of the the guy that got things rolling in this one I mean Katie Johnson has just been on an incredible tear and look he's had higher scoring games but the efficiency from this one is kind of the thing that is standing out to me 19 points on 7 of 12 shooting 3 of 7 from uh, from deep this may have been his most efficient game of the season so far KD definitely was a spark early. Jabari uh, jumped out pretty quick, uh, scoring early, with the, and had a big, you know, highlight reel dunk uh, somewhere in the middle of the first half. Uh, it was great. It was fun to watch. A lot, yep. of, a lot of different guys got in the game. A lot of different guys got to uh, get some experience. So it was good stuff. Yeah, no doubt about it. Jabari Smith worth the price of admission. 17 points on six of 14 shooting. He made three of his four uh, free throws, but. Nobody in a double double. No, Devin Cambridge Devin got a double Cambridge, double. Yeah, double double. Yeah, good for him. Ten rebounds for Devin Cambridge. Wow, that's got to be a season high, right? Uh, I would think that's got to be close to a season high. He is. That's one thing. Uh, you know, people talk about when Flanagan comes back. That's going to be the role he steps in. Devin gives you a lot of energy mm-hmm. on those hidden stats. You know, uh, offensive rebounds, defensive rebounds. Uh, you know, just playing tough defense. Uh, he, he hit, a, he hit his first three threes tonight, if I'm not mistaken. He started off three for three. Yep, you're or, right. I'm sorry, two for two. What I mean, he, he was uh, I think he started three for three. Shooting three. the ball well. Uh, it's That's good to have right now. I know, he only made two threes, so there we go. guess his foot was on the line for one of them. Must have been. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I guess so. Hey, we'd love to hear your thoughts on uh, this basketball game or anything going on in the SEC basketball-wise. Very busy day today. 334-321-1390 is how you can be a part of the show. Our guy Caden, uh, who's our studio engineer today, will take care of all of that and get you in on the show in a timely, timely manner there. But, all right, so this Yale team, you know, a, a team that's not afraid to play 11 guys. That was kind of the storyline going into this. Both these teams like to run if given the opportunity. Both teams are not afraid to play the vast majority of their roster if they need to. But that's kind of um, that's kind of Auburn's thing too at a, at a at a higher level so far this season, and I think I, I expected Yale to stay in this longer than they did. If I'm being 100 percent honest with you, but 
I think it was like a 10 nothing clip to start the game. 11. It was an 11, yeah, yeah. And so, like, that was just – I mean, they, it was never a game after that. They made a good run there in the first half until about, uh, I don't know, 10 minutes or so, and then we kind of put our foot down, and it was uh, – just couldn't really respond. I mean, like, the block percentage has to be just incredible as far as on their shots, shot attempts, uh, possessions that we had a block. I think we had 13 or 14 in the game, which is incredible. We're somewhere like close to seven, seventh in the country, I think, in block shots, which is incredible. Um, I just think our length was just way too much for them. They couldn't, they couldn't really make it. They couldn't really get back in it because all they had to do was shoot. They would have to shoot from outside, which they didn't shoot terrible from outside. Didn't have a whole lot going inside with them. Yeah, and this Yale team, they start four guards, you know, so yes. they're, that's kind of their thing. They're undersized, but that's why they like to run. And in the Ivy League, they're able to do that. And, you know, they have the second-best player in the Ivy League, this Swain kid. Um, and he had nine points, which was second, third on their team, but he shot it 15 times, one of seven from three, so we never really got anything right. going there. But going. you mentioned the blocks. Kyle, it was uh, Auburn blocked 14 shots, Yale blocked one. That's if that's not a size difference, I, I don't know what is. <laughs> 14 shots in a game blocked is incredible. That's crazy. That's incredible. Yeah, I mean, we just can we continue to do it. We have, I feel like we got guys that are that are real headsy about that. They're able to time it. That, that's not so much even a length thing as it is a timing thing. Right. Uh, something that you practice over and over again. You're right. Uh, and 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 we do it. We do it better than just about anyone in the country right now. Yeah, Yale shot it 65 times, and 14 of them were blocked. I mean, that's terrible. Like, that is <laughs> that is abysmal if you're Yale. Yale thought uh, they shot 32 20%. from the floor. Was it, what, what was that? What did you say it was? 14 out of how many shots? Uh, 65, yeah. Are you doing math right now? Yeah, 21%. Nice, nice. Yale on the day shot 32%. But we were talking about it with, like, four minutes left, and Yale went on that, like, 10-0 run. They made a few field, uh, field goals in a row there. Uh, so they ended up shooting 32%. But let's be honest, it as far as relevant time, it was in the 20s. For sure. Absolutely. Yeah, the, la the last – we were trying <laughs> – we were joking about this. They were trying so hard to let Stretch score. <laughs> yeah. They were trying to get Stretch the ball, if you, if you were watching, and uh, had a couple of turnovers because of it. He threw up two threes, almost – he was, it was, they were actually good looks. Uh, it wasn't like they were way off. They just didn't quite fall. And so, yeah, they went on a little run there at the end just from us, you know, not necessarily being completely locked in. So, yeah, we shut them down. I mean, we made them shoot incredibly poor. Right. Everywhere. No, I mean, it, it was very clear who the, uh, who the better team was in this one. As Auburn wins 86-64 to against the Yale Bulldogs, in Auburn Arena. This is after the game basketball. We're broadcasting live from Baumhauer's. Our friends at Baumhauer's were hanging out here uh, on the patio. Beautiful day. Beautiful. Wonderful Beautiful. day. I would think it was like April. Um, yeah, it feels like April. It's December 4th. In fact, we were, we were talking about, like, are we going to be on the stage inside? Are they going to have us outside? And we checked the weather. This was like on a Wednesday afternoon conversation. Like, oh, it's going to be 70 degrees. And I'm like, yeah, please put me outside. I had to take a layer off. Uh, you did. You did. I got a little smoldering. Um, yeah, I think so. I think so. But, hey, they've got a ton of things to get you ready for the holidays here at Baumhauer's. Um, platters, baby. Platters. Yeah, some party-ready trays. trays. Um, I like platters. I'm a big fan of the I'm of a the platter guy. Um, Nana's chicken salad serves 15 to 18 people. If it's Nana's anything, you know it's good. Yeah, oh, yeah. 100%. You know what I'm saying? Uh, then they've also got a tray for um, – 
buttermilk fried chicken tenders, as well as black and white chicken. Got a lemon pepper grilled chicken breast served with Baumhauer's white barbecue sauce. Sounds delicious. And also, an easy stocking stuffer. I know stocking stuffers stress a ton of people out. Well, here's the answer. Stuff it up. Here's the answer. With every $25 in gift cards purchased here at Baumhauer's, you get a bonus $5 gift card. Boom. Are you kidding me? Stocking stuffed. Are you kidding me? Let's go. Free um, money. Free money. We're giving away free money here. Uh, that's right. That's exactly Almost right. Free. That's exactly right. No, come by and hang out with us. Speaking of stuff, man, Jabari Smith had one where he just absolutely stuffed the basketball. I mean, he is just so electric. He is just so much better than everyone else is on the floor. <laughs> like, the gap between him and whoever is number two, which right now is probably Katie Johnson, is just so vast. It just looks so easy for him. You know, we talked about we talk about guys being one and done guys, and we've had Auburn obviously has had a couple, uh, you know, with uh, Sharif and Okoro. Right. Uh, but you know, Okoro, it kind of took him a while to to where you noticed that he was a uh, he was going to be a one and done guy. This guy, you know, like you could tell that dude is a one and done. He's gone. He's a top five pick. You can see it. Uh, you can see it the whole game from, from every aspect. I mean, he was having st- he had a couple of steals. Uh, shoot three. If he has a set three, if we run a play where he has a set three, I mean, I just go ahead and count it in my head. I go ahead and count it. He hits his free throws. He gets rebounds. He, I mean, he's – Well, and, and I talked about this with Justin he's Ferguson. He, he's extremely handsome, very, very handsome. Um, but we, we talked about this earlier in the week with uh, – I talked about it with Justin Ferguson of the Auburn Observer, and it's like, you know, when Isaac Okoro stepped foot on campus, it was like, okay, Auburn's finally got this top ten pick. I don't think we thought he'd be top five day one, but we, you know, right. he, was, he was kind of slated as a top ten guy. And it's like, cool, Albert's finally got this lottery pick. And, but, like, he didn't want the basketball. <laughs> you know late, what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Um, and then Chuma was the same way. He missed the lottery pick just barely. But by the time Chuma, like, it clicked in his head where he's like, oh, I can dominate at the college level, you know, they helped him go on that, you know, that, that Final Four run. And then it's like after he figured it out for a few games, you know, unfortunately he got injured there. So – Right. Um, it's nice to see that Auburn's probably got a top three NBA draft pick with Jabari Smith, and he's just hit the ground running. He, is, um, he has become comfortable with the basketball right away. 334-321-1390 is how you can be a part of after the game basketball. And uh, our first caller of this 2021 through 22 season is Taco calling Taco. from Auburn. Taco, what's going on, brother? All right, we will go to break. Taco, hold on. We're going to try to get you on the other side of this. You're listening to After the Game Basketball on ESPN 106.7. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30, get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. ESPN 106.7, Zach Blackerby, Kyle Rush, broadcasting live from Baumhauer's Victory Grill in Auburn. The Auburn Tigers defeating the Yale Bulldogs. What do you call Yale? The nerds. The nerds. 86 to 64. Let's try this again. We'd love to hear from you. 334-321-1390. I have all the right buttons pushed now, Kyle. So, Taco, um, sorry about that. How are you doing? Hey, can you hear me this time? Yeah, sorry about Taco. that. I, I, you know, I've been doing hey, this for – Yeah, no, man, good to hear from you. Good to hear from you. What's going on? What did you think about the game? 
Uh, we obviously played very well. Uh, probably the best game in the season so far against a not very good basketball team. But, um, you know, Yale, they could shoot the three. And, um, yeah. we of course, all the blocks, like y'all talked about, was insane. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, the, the height differential, I mean, was, was just apparent. And, you know, Kyle mentioned the – And talent. Yeah, Kyle mentioned the, the timing of it all and, and coaching. I mean, you, you, there was never – there was never a question of who the better team was, which is, which is exciting. I mean, I think this Yale team, I was thinking about this on the way into Baumhauer's Taco, but this Yale team actually, the way they play with the four guards and then one big man and, the, you know, they want to run and they want to shoot it and, and all that, it reminds me a little bit of like the, uh, like a Jeff Lebo team for back in the day when we started like four guards. Like throwing oh, it way boy. back. I know a lot of people don't want to think back to that era, but it kind of reminds me of that to some extent. But obviously, obviously Auburn the uh, the much better team. Taco, did anybody specifically stand out when you watched this game? Um, well, the, the big question I had was when Walker Kessler came out. That was a little bit scary. But mm-hmm. uh, Katie Johnson, you know, he got hurt early in the game, and he ended up with, like, I don't know how many points he had, but it was a lot. And he, he's been a big surprise to me this year. Um, but, yeah. No, absolutely, Taco. Absolutely, man. No, thank you for your call. Really appreciate it. Would love to hear from uh, from all of you folks. 334-321-1390. I have the right button pushed here on site now, so my bad on that. But, yeah, I mentioned Katie Johnson. I mean, it seems like he's gone down a handful of times this year, and he just kind of gets back up, and, like, Auburn Twitter starts freaking out. It's like, you can have my knee, Katie Johnson. I'll Take do me. anything for Take you. Take me, Lord. Yes. <laughs> but oh. but he, he gets back up. I mean, he the guy just so plays so hard. He plays so hard. <laughs> He plays so hard, he's gonna kill himself. No, he, he plays really hard. He gets he goes up against it. Doesn't matter who it is. He's gonna go up with you. He's gonna go, try to take it to the hole on you, uh, no matter how big you are. And he gets slammed. He gets banged. But he's a tough dude, man. I feel like I think he likes it. I think he likes it. Likes getting beat up. I think he just enjoys getting banged on. Like some people are pain. wired that way, man. He's cra- he is crazy and it. His the way he can sense things, the way he and you can see it when he sees it sometimes too. I feel like whenever whenever I, you can almost feel a steal coming on, you can see that he like sniffs he sniffed it out, mm-hmm. and then he just I mean I, it's unbelievable. He just makes things happen. When KD Johnson and Zepp Jasper are on the court at the same time, I mean it's probably the best combo of guards in the SEC defensively. Oh, the best. I mean, no question. I mean, no it has to. If you're the opposing coach, you you're have like to. Mad. You have to change how you do things. Like oh, seriously, yeah. you've got to pass it down because they will. They will not let you just dribble it down the floor. And Katie and also Katie is the guy that every other team is going to absolutely hate. Like he's the one player on your team that everybody else will hate. How did he not start for a bad Georgia team last year? I, it's amazing. <laughs> it it's is amazing. amazing. It's the most amazing thing in the world. He's so good. Yeah, he is. He's a top 100 player. Like I, I mean, I don't. Crazy. He's awesome. Yeah. You're, so lucky you're, to have you're him. You're exactly right. All right. Uh, we haven't talked about Kessler yet. Walker, uh, Walker Kessler, uh, zero points. Uh, he only shot it twice. was 0 for 2 there, and he missed the three that he took. And, and not a whole lot uh, of stats outside of that. He had two rebounds. Four blocks. Um, he only played eight minutes, So, um, which is kind of incredible that he had four blocks in eight minutes. But I kind of wonder, I kind of wonder what's going on there. Well, he went down a little bit early. Yeah, I hope it's nothing serious. Uh, I don't think it's anything serious. It's just one of those games where it's like, why play him? Why? Yeah, you need him. Uh, we do need, regardless of how 
sometimes I do feel like we don't quite, we're not quite good enough at getting him the ball. Most of his points seem like to come off of like cleaning up, cleaning up stuff, offensive rebounds, putbacks, right. stuff like that. But um, yeah, I don't just don't want to be, don't want to risk anything with him. I've had somebody text me that was sitting behind the bench that said he's fine. Like good. He wasn't laboring. They didn't take him off. He, he should be fine. So, Well, with people that tall, I mean, you hear about ankle and knee injuries all the time. Sure. It's just, you know, the body's not made for you to be that tall. And jumping up and down. Yeah, and, and he moves so well for his size. So, I mean, if there's a game where we can only give him eight minutes, I, I, I'm i totally you, cool with that. I'll take it 1-1 one, one when we win by 22. Yeah. Uh, no question. It's just not <laughs> worth it. It's and you really won by, like, 30. You're up by, like, 30. Yeah, you, to, yeah. You spent the better part of four minutes trying to get stretched. Points. <laughs> <laughs> He'll get him. He'll get, He'll get him. Yeah, and I'm going to be that's, honest. I kind of forgot about stretch this season. I think that's something to talk about. I mean, he hasn't dressed the last several games, and people were wondering. I mean, they were put. They put walk-ons in. Mm-hmm. Stretch doesn't get in. I wonder if he's been banged up. Yeah, and this was one of those games where he came back and, and was able to play. He he played some good minutes. I think he had um, he had a couple of stats. He had a uh, three blocks. Uh, in the limited time that he got, which is incredible. Mm-hmm. Threw, threw a couple up in the stands. Uh, three blocks, two rebounds, um, and a personal foul. It's a pretty solid day for Stretch. Uh, yeah, I think that's kind of going to be what you expect. But, <laughs> you know, I mean, if you haven't – oh, if this is a close game, do we? Do you think we see Stretch? Probably not. Probably not? No. Yeah, I think you're right. But this is a good time to get him back in. Back oh, there, in the yeah, there's there. no you doubt. You may need his fouls. You may need his fouls. Later in the year, um, you want to run if uh, you know Kessler gets in foul trouble, and then you need to rotate Dylan and and, and stretch. Just you may need his fouls later on, and you know get him back in the swing and things where he's not a complete liability, and uh, and let him work. Yeah, and, and Auburn's got a pretty manageable non-con schedule moving forward. So yes, use this time to get better. Use this time to get some of your depth pieces in shape and healthy and keep your starters healthy. And I think the way Bruce uh, managed his team today did exactly that. And I think that's something um, something to be pumped about. So, um, Dylan Cardwell. Tell me if this is the most Dylan Cardwell stat line ever. <laughs> Ten points off of five of six shooting. Um, he had six rebounds. He had three blocks. He played 17 minutes. He had a plus minus of 18. That's Dylan Cardwell in a nutshell. <laughs> that is Dylan Cardwell. Beautiful. Uh, just all wrapped up with a little bow on it right there. And I think a theme that we're going to talk about every week as we do after-the-game basketball here uh, every Saturday following Auburn basketball games um, live from Baumhauer's. But this team has such a nice combination of experienced college basketball players and then – I mean, your high upside guys. We talked about like this. Jabari. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, and I think that's how you win in today's world of college basketball is you have your lottery picks, and then you surround them with talented, effective, and efficient role players. Guys that can that are going to be here three to four years. Yeah. You're, we we talked about this before we got on air. Auburn has like that perfect mix. You're right. You know, with your Chris Moore's, your Jalen Williams's, your your uh, Dylan Cardwells, those guys that are good players. They're good players. They're not lottery picks or draft picks yet, uh, and they're going to be here three or four years. And then you drop in a Jabari, you drop in a Flanagan, you drop in somebody like that, and uh, it just makes this team so special. So yeah, special. I, I mean, the, the upside of this squad is crazy. 
And I don't know if Katie Johnson's going to do enough to, like, draw an eye from the NBA. I don't think he is. I just think he's lacked some, some physical aspects, um, which is a shame because I think he has everything else. But, you know, Zepp, I don't know if he's that guy. Dylan, I don't know. But, you know, I think if anybody, maybe Jalen Williams, you know, but I still think he's years away from getting to that point as a shooter. So, sure. um, but just efficient guy. And, like, Chris Moore. I talked about this a lot after the first game, but Chris Moore is a bigger part of this team than I ever would have guessed going into the season. But you need guys like Chris Moore that are extremely physical, he's very big, and he can kind of do a little bit of everything. He's not a great shooter, he's not a great rebounder, but he's pretty decent at both of those things. Exactly. Five points, six rebounds, two blocks, two steals. I'll take it. From like, <laughs> Give me that every from game. From like the seventh or eighth guy on your roster, yeah, I'll take Give it. Give me that every game. Yeah. Nope, no I'm question. Ready, no ready. question about it. No question about it. Hey, come by and check out our friends at Baumhauer's. Uh, they've got a ton of cool specials for the holidays, including multiple uh, party-ready trays. If you're hosting family or if you need a work event catered, uh, they are the place to go. They've got a bunch of um, traditional wings as well as um, chicken fingers and Nana's chicken salad. They've got a ton of good things and really good prices. And also, um, for every $25 of gift cards that you, uh, that you purchase from Baumhauer's, you'll get an extra $5 gift card. Easy stocking stuffer or, or office uh, present or a dirty Santa thing. They've got a ton of things going on. And i tell you what, the food here is top-notch. Kyle, you eat here like eight days a week. Um, Often. But, yeah, they, they brought us um, some of the, the shrimp. Oh. Is it Bam Bam shrimp? Is that what Bam it's called? Yeah. Fresh they brought us some shrimp. of that. They brought us some gooey fries. Um, some of the best appetizers in town. Maybe the best. Hands down. Yeah. Hands down. Yeah. Come by and hang out with us or give us a call, 334-321-1390. We continue. This game live here at Baumhauer's in Auburn. I'm proud. Zach, we're here ready to mix it up, talk a little bit more basketball. Zach's going to give us a little rundown, uh, see what's happening around the SEC. Yeah, some ranked-on-ranked action happening throughout the conference today. Obviously, Auburn um, with the most compelling win so far of the day, 86-64 to against the Yale Bulldogs. We'll jump back to that game in just a second. But uh, 13th-ranked Tennessee taking care of Colorado, 69-54. Uh, to nice. But the, uh, the, the big upset today, Ole Miss – Beating a ranked Memphis team, 18th ranked Memphis, 67 to 63. I mean, it's been crazy to see how good the SEC has been so far this season, and yes. then one of the unranked teams like Ole Miss making a major statement. Absolutely, yep. Um, you you got to love it. Memphis is no joke, and uh, they they take them down, take them down. And then uh, 10th ranked Arkansas, they're up 32 to 24 against Little Rock, and then the premier matchup happening tonight. The battle, battle in Seattle. Seattle. There we go. Um, if you Google that, a lot of political stuff comes up. Just a heads up there. But 16th ranked Alabama taking on number three ranked Gonzaga. So that's on ESPN2 this evening. You but, got Vanderbilt and SMU. Yeah, there you go. So the um, a big story that we have seen pretty much every TV broadcast gravitate to over the course of the 40 minutes of basketball because a lot of Auburn's games so far haven't been close is all right once it's not really a contest and they need to start you know kind of branching off the other talking points they pretty much have a camera on Alan Flanagan for the second half and that, that's what we saw today and you know a lot of folks we've seen it 
a million times this year on social media and message boards saying, can you imagine this team when Alan Flanagan gets back? And I'm going to be a little controversial here. Sure. I don't think he's going to be a step in and be great kind of guy. I mean, he, he had an Achilles injury. That's a big deal. Sure. That really impacts you as an athlete. I don't disagree. I don't disagree. Uh, and you know what? There may be a little per- adjustment period. I think the, the chemistry with the squad, the, the, the starting five that's on the uh, court right now is definitely building. But, like, the, the dimension that he brings to the game, like just take Devin Cambridge, what he did today. He was he was two of six from three. Uh, so that's six of his ten points came from three, and then two of his other points came from the free throw line. Not a lot of – and where I feel like what we're missing is that real inside – banging, score at the hole type game, and that's what Allen's going to bring. And that's when you get the cleanup rebounds from Kessler. You get the dish the dish outs. That's something that he can do. He can handle the ball well at 6'6", 215, 220, and he can come down with a head of steam and get to the hole. And that's something that we, we greatly, greatly need to really, really complete this team. And you're still going to have Cambridge to be able to come off the bench and give uh, – you know, give, give that spark, those highlight reel dunks and things like that. But you're absolutely right. There's going to be an adjustment period because these guys are vibing each other right now big time. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, Bruce Pearl does this so well, but just the chemistry is so important with how these teams play basketball, especially with them running as much as they do, and then the guards will drive it in and dish it off to Kessler or another big man down low. You know, how does Allen throw that off? And do you start him when he comes back and just play him 12 minutes? Or do you bring him off the bench? I mean, it sounds like he's been a tremendous leader off the floor, which is obviously very, very important. Um, So do you reward that by setting the tone and saying, hey, he's coming off the bench? I imagine Dylan – I imagine Devin Cambridge would be fine with that just based on the dynamics of the personalities on this team. I don't think anyone would be upset over that. But, I mean, I think that's where Bruce Pearl's his best is managing a roster. Exactly. And I can't wait to see how he does it. That's such a big, that's such a big point uh, as, as far as uh, underrated skill and being a basketball coach is knowing the combinations of, of who to put in and, and the ki- being able to see the chemistry and know what, what can, you know, what goes where. Like, it took him a couple of games to realize that, you know, Wendell is a little bit more effective coming off the bench at point. Yeah, uh, uh, you need KD out there to start the game, uh, and and Zep is our starting, you know, st- uh, definitely our starting point guard. There's no questions asked about that. So it takes a little while to figure that out. I don't. I, that's what I'm saying. I don't think you're just going to see a we're going to force something. Uh, we're going to force something when Flanagan gets back. He's going to go in uh, at the right place, at, and you know, if that's off the bench, it's off the bench, and if it's if it's starting, it'll be great too. Yeah, we mentioned Zepp's defense, but his offense today was pretty effective. Four of six from the floor. He made both of the threes. Yes. I'm just now realizing that. But, yeah, he had ten points, made two of two for uh, from deep. Uh, seven rebounds. I mean, that's not a – nope, my bad. Two rebounds, but five assists. I mean, that's not really kind of what you Zepp Jasper is known for. Right. It's more of his lockdown defense, but he facilitated today. Second on the team with assists, second to um, – Wendell Green, who had six assists in, uh, in just 19 minutes. Right, right. Uh, yeah, Zips, lo- love his game right now. He's, he's sort of – He's so team first, it's crazy. He is. He's, he's, I think he's figuring out this level. 
He's figuring out how to play at this level, and he understanding I don't have to be the guy. I have other guys around me that mm-hmm. I can help, you know, get the ball and score or whatever. Uh, I really like him. One thing, if I have, if I had to put one criticism, I want to see us get more inside. We only had thirteen. We only shot thirteen free throws today. Yeah. I want to see us. We have such big length. We're sort of, you know, we're kind of almost like a really big finesse uh, team almost. I want to see us. I want to see us feed the ball inside, bang, gets, you know, shoot twenty free throws a game. I want to. I want. To, I want us to get to the line. Uh, see us be a, a score a little bit more inside, a little bit more. I guess. And I agree with you. That could definitely be something where this gets better. Um, Thirty-four points in the paint. But Auburn was 10 of 22 on layups. And right. that's not just a this game thing. No. It seems like they Gotta get down finish. low and they – well, it seems like they just kind of lose the basketball a lot of times. Yes. I mean, it's not always just them missing, but it's just – it doesn't look comfortable for this team yet. Especially some of the big guys. If you, if, if you get that rebound, they like to br- – they- bring it back down and go back and go back up and it seems like every time they bring it down it gets stolen or whatever which is that's tough for for really tall guys I mean I'm, that's what I'm saying I just want to see us get if we could add that dimension to our game and, and learn how to feed it inside and really take advantage of our link score bang get free throws uh, that's going to be what takes us to the next level yeah and if Kessler played more than eight minutes this game does that go up a little bit probably I would think that it does but I mean, still, even if he gets to, I don't know, if he gets 10 points, it totally changes what that stat looks like. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. What Auburn had, 71 possessions, and they attempted 22 layups and made 10. Like, that's not. Ideal. That's not good enough. No, not at all. That's not good enough. Especially against a team that you're just, you just tower over (laughs) for the most part. Right. And, you know, with games like this, it's almost, okay, how much of this actually matters statistically because everything in the second half on both teams is just kind of like okay you know who let's just get it over who cares you know so get the game over coming up Auburn plays next Saturday that's their next bit of action so a week off for this team which is good but they take on Nebraska in the holiday hoops giving you're going to that aren't you I'll be there yeah so that'll be in Atlanta it starts at 10 30 local time so come enjoy lunch with us here at Baumhauer's next week. But uh, that's a team that I think this is going to be a fun matchup. You don't see Auburn playing Nebraska and things a whole lot. I love seeing these types. I love that Bruce does these types of things, just gets these different. Uh, I think it kind of gets you. I mean, it, it has a tournament feel. You're sure. going somewhere else to a neutral site to play a team that you don't typically play. feels like a tournament game. Absolutely. And they're not necessarily – I don't think they're uh, very high in Ken Palm, but uh, still, uh, it's, the, it's a brand. You know, going and taking on a brand that uh, you don't typically get to play against, like you said, it'll be a good test. Yeah, and I'm looking at their stuff right now. They're actually not very good. They're five and four overall. Um, looks like their best wins against Colorado. Yeah, 102, Kim Palm. Yeah, like they lost to Creighton. Yeah, they're not very good. That's okay. Should That's okay. Go there and take care of business. Take care of business. But I love that they're playing in Atlanta. Because Bruce Pearl is like recruited the heck out of Georgia, man. You don't think that's by design? Uh, no, everything that man <laughs> does is by design. 4D chess. I love it. I, I love mean, it. he was like going after a few recruits in Orlando, and he pops up at like Gus Malzahn's first game or in UCS stuff. And it's like, 
He knows what he's doing. 100%. 100%. An excuse for him to go to Orlando to hang out with those recruits. Yeah, he knows what he's doing. You know, we take a, we play uh, South Florida on the road, and, and that's where the SEC tournament's going to be right. held in their, their facility. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, there's there's all these different things. Everything has a purpose with, with Bruce Pearl. He's he's big picture guy. And you know he's telling his team that, like preparing to go to Tampa, because yes. I interviewed Zepp on my podcast, Locked on Auburn, and Zepp talked about, like, Hey, a big thing is this is where the SC tournament is going to be. So, like, you know, he is preaching that. Oh yeah. And he's saying, like, hey, you know, focus on in, this. Focus in, yeah. Get to know this arena. We're coming back here in a few months. Absolutely. Um. So yeah, no, I think that's a great point. I think that's a great point. Zach Blackerby, Kyle Rush. We are broadcasting live from the patio here at Baumhauer. It's a beautiful day. Come by and and watch the SEC championship if you want. I imagine a lot of Auburn folks listening may be avoiding that game, but that's fine. <laughs> I don't blame Understandable. you. That's okay. Um, but if you do want to watch it, this is definitely the best place to watch it. Have a bunch of great food. Uh, they've always got specials of some sort going on, so be sure to check that out. We're live at Baumhauer's. Zach and Kyle here with you. You're listening to After the Game Basketball on ESPN 106.7. The game's over, Kyle. It's it time is. to talk about it. Let's talk about it. Now, we want to talk about and highlight some uh, individual players from today's action, of course, uh, Zach and Kyle here broadcasting. It's the best time of year. It's time to command the season at Kia of Auburn. Command your family travel plans with the all-new Carnival. Sorry about that. We're just really excited about the, the local Kia's. Kia event. Yep, no, no, <laughs> no doubt about it. My wife has a Sorrento. We love Kia. There's no question about it. All right, so um, we want to highlight some individual performances today. We'll do a, an offensive player of the game, defensive yep. player of the game, and we'll do a bench player. Of the game. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you want to start with offense? Sure, sure. I'm going to go with uh, – I don't want to be too obvious, but I'm going to go with KD, my <laughs> offensive player, the leading scorer. <laughs> no, but the he, most efficient shooter of the day other than Dylan Cardwell. Yeah, okay, yeah, that's you know, fine. Three of seven from three. Uh-huh. Hit both of his free throws, uh, seven of 12 overall. Um, he's just a little ball of – you know, he, remind, he reminds me of Trey, the Trey Blackman of basketball. The little ball of hate. A little ball of hate. I love him. <laughs> I love him. KD, MVP. Let's go. All right. I'll be uh, just as cliche, and I'll just get the other guy. I'll go with Jabari Smith, 17 points. But still, just watching this guy play, it's just so, it, it comes so much easier to him than everyone else on the floor. And it's, it's just so, so smooth. And he actually led – my favorite stat in basketball is plus minus, how much do you impact the scoring – and he had the highest plus minus of the day. So, there you go. Can't beat that. Nope, you can't. can't beat that. Uh, as far as defense, I'll go first on this one. I'll go with my guy, Zepp Jasper. Um, we mentioned his, his solid um, scoring day, very efficient, four or six from the floor. But just a guy that's always going to – he's always going to buckle you up. And it may not always result in steals, but if, if Zepp is on you and you're a point guard – Perfected. You're affected. <laughs> you're never really comfortable, and I, I it's just pressure. It's pressure. Yeah, and then especially when he and KD are on the floor at the same time, um, KD just feeds off of it. And a lot of the times, like Zep puts pressure on, and then you know a bad pass happens and somebody else gets it. And you know Zep doesn't get any credit for that other than just being a good teammate. And he doesn't care. He doesn't need it. Uh, just being a guy. You know, I know him personally, but he's uh, you know his plus minus was twenty across 25 minutes, and Zepp played more minutes than both um, 
Jabari and Katie Johnson and Wendell Green, I assume. Yeah, so uh, he led the team in minutes. Yeah, what am I saying? So there, there's a reason Bruce Pearl has Zeb Jasper on the floor a lot. Absolutely. My defensive player of the game, I think this is possibly his best, you know, we've seen his offensive outputs. I think this is Jabari's best defensive game. Uh, he had six defensive rebounds, two steals, and I and I think I saw at least I don't I don't know what gets credited as a full block, but I know I know I he 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 affected several shots, and he did it all with only drawing one foul. So he played, but he definitely was a two-way player today. Uh, Devin Cambridge also had a really good defensive game too, but I'm going to go Jabari as my defensive player of the game. And I'm glad that you mentioned that, just because he's he doesn't get talked about for his defense as much as he should. Exactly. Um, he's just so long. He just takes up so much space. He just impacts so much of the floor. It's crazy. He just swallows you. I mean, swallows you with length, for sure. It's, right. He, 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 was, he was fun to watch tonight, both ways. Um, a bench player, I'll go with Dylan Cardwell here. I mean, I think this is a no-brainer. We, we kind of joked about the Dylan Cardwell stat line, 10 points, 5 of 6 from uh, shooting. I mean, that's just that's delicious. That is oh, yes. absolutely delicious. Six rebounds. Two assists, um, three blocks in just 17 minutes. That's what you want from a bench player, and I think that is fantastic. Uh, I thought Chris Moore was fun to watch today coming off the bench. Uh, Five points uh, on uh, two of four shooting, uh, two steals, two blocks, six rebounds, four defensive rebounds, uh, two offensive rebounds. I mean, yeah, the amount of role players on this team is crazy. And he played how many minutes? Chris Moore played... 17. 17. So that's which, I th- which that seems more than usual. I'm sure that has to do with how the game went. But Yeah, honorable mention, Preston Cook getting his, uh, his well, trusty one. He's good for one bucket. a game, man. He's a he, walking bucket. He is good. And I he mean, banked it in. You know, normally, Leor Berman is a walking bucket, but yeah. he didn't have it today. He was 0 for 4, but I normally told, he gets one or two. I told you. I joked. I was like, God, there's two minutes left with Preston in. He may score 30. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to get his shots up. Hey, he's a scholarship player now. I love it. Yeah, man. good for him. He's a local, local guy, too. Guy. So I love it. Absolutely love I'd it. be willing to bet that he eats a Baumhauer's. No doubt. No doubt. Preston's, Preston's awesome. There we go. All right, we were going to head to our final break. We will wrap up after the game basketball in just a moment. Zach and Kyle broadcasting live from our friends here at Baumhauer's. Hey, if you want to get on the show, 334-321-1390 is how you can get in on the action. If you want to share who one of your players of the game, if we totally whiffed on a guy, please let us know. Please let us know. Caden will get you on the air. Final few minutes coming up right here on ESPN 106.7. Final few minutes of this week's edition of After the Game Basketball. Fun first one of this 2021 through 22 season. Recapping Auburn's win 86-64 to against Yale and you know we kind of went into the recap a little bit early probably but if you're just joining us or you joined us after the first segment I mean just straight dominance from the Tigers from start to finish uh as far as shooting we mentioned the blocks was like 14 to 1 split on blocks which is objectively (laughs) ridiculous plus Um, 13 on blocks yeah I mean that's just that's crazy that's crazy and so I mean they didn't shoot well uh Yale did not in, in regards to you know, what you would want to see from an offense, but they were, um, ended up being like 30, 36%, but we kind of um, kind of pointed this out earlier, but those last few minutes really helped them out, and it hurt Auburn, but the last few minutes didn't matter, and both teams were playing that way. So they actually shot better from three 
than they did from the floor, which is interesting. <laughs> that is. Um, that, is, that seems to be Auburn's calling card this year, though. Yeah. I mean, it seems like that's every year. I think maybe that's just a weakness of, like, our style of play. I don't know. But, I mean, 36 from three is not terrible for Yale. No, that's not terrible. You can't have your first – out of your first, like, 12 shots, you can't have six of them get thrown in the bleachers. you got to be able to – you got to be able to score inside. You can't rely on the three totally, and they just couldn't score inside on us today. Yeah. So, some fun action happening um, with Auburn's non-conference over the over the rest of the uh, – you excited? Over the, the rest of the non-con. We talked about Nebraska next Saturday. Yes. Um, also part of the holiday hoops giving. Nope, not a part of this. But uh, North Alabama and St. Louis – and Murray State, and then they get things going against LSU on December 29th. So, of those four games, I think it's okay to expect Auburn to go 4-0 and in those. You should. I mean, that's, that's I would think, uh, uh, kicking off the conference season with only one loss, uh, finish these last three or four games strong, uh, get, you, get you ready, hopefully get Flanagan back by the, that time and uh, ready to go. Does part of you wish Auburn had a tougher non-conference schedule? Uh, it's like they had a tough week. That was kind of it. You know that the the, uh, the postseason tournaments, I feel like, have a lot to do with that. Um, we had a pretty good couple of teams uh, in, there, but yes and no. I feel like it's perfect. We had, we had a bunch of teams that were around that, like, 40 to 60 Ken Palm RPI type, mm-hmm. type team, a bunch of those type teams, which I think are not – Terrible for your resume, and they, but they can help you in, in other aspects, and right. it gives you, you know, sort of ease yourself into the competition. I mean, I mean, we have five new starters, so I mean, it's a brand right. new team, a brand new team. Yeah, and it's like U, USF is fine, UCF is fine, um, but yeah, I mean, the week between like UConn, Loyola Chicago, and Syracuse, Syracuse now we're starting to learn isn't very good, but you know, Loyola Chicago should be a tournament team when it's all said and done, but right. Um, and then, you know, UConn, they're definitely a tournament team, and, and how you lost is respectable. I mean, you did not right. go down fighting. How much are they going to look into that when it comes to seeding at the end of the year? Probably not a whole lot, I don't think. But, I mean, I just SEC play this year is going to be so fun from an Auburn perspective, but from a, from a conference perspective. I mean, conference is deep, man. LSU can deep. play. South Carolina's eh. Florida can play. Alabama can play. Ole Miss. Um, we're going to recap that one on January 15th. But, like, you know, they just they just beat a ranked Memphis team. Tennessee's going to be good. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And then the Big 12 Challenge, we play Oklahoma. Like, I mean, there's a lot of fun stuff that's going to happen this season. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. A lot to look forward to. And I think we're building. I feel like each game we get a little bit better and a little bit better. Just keep kind of keep building that and keep building that momentum moving forward. Right. Right, absolutely, absolutely. Everybody healthy. Hey, man, fun. It's always fun broadcasting here from Baumhauer. It's a blast. Love it here. Yep. I'll be back Tuesday. Uh, you will. You will uh, for kids' night. Kids' night every Tuesday. Kids eat free. They do. What's they better do. than that? Can't beat it. When you have ten kids like you, it's 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 a no brainer. <laughs> <laughs> they 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 get they get sad when they see us coming. I don't yeah. really have ten kids. No, doesn't. They seem like ten. Uh, that that may be true. I don't know. I don't know. But, no, thank you so much uh, to, to Baumhauer for hosting us. And we will be back every Saturday recapping every Auburn basketball game throughout the season. Shout out to our guys at, uh, in the studio. Caden White uh, did a great job 
um, holding things down back in the studio today. We'll be back next week. This has been After the Game Basketball on ESPN 1067. The NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.